Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Guys, it's so wonderful to be back with you all for Parenthood Friday. Thank you for letting me have a nice big break. We did keep going with the Wednesday episodes, but we did have a break here on the Friday. So anyway, thank you for that, guys. I hope you've had a wonderful break. I had a great break. We had our family up here from Adelaide, uh, celebrated Cameron's mum's 80th, which is just amazing. So yeah, we had a really, really good time. But I am ready for a new year of parenthood and of course, our Wednesday episodes. Actually, guys, you really, if you don't listen to Wednesdays, you've got to listen to to um, last Wednesdays. Isaiah and I, I literally don't think I've laughed so hard in a podcast episode. It's always easy to talk to Isaiah. We talked about all the different headlines going on, but jeepers, it was funny. We had a good laugh. Um, I fell over. He, he showed his feet because he's got weird feet. It just was hilarious. Anyway, you got to listen. Okay, so just a pretty quick episode today. Um, as you know, my aim with parenthood is just to give you some um, bite-sized snippets. I cover one topic each time, but I want to give you really practical tools to walk away with that you can adopt straight away um, in your parenting practices, no matter how old your kids are. So I thought at the start of the school year, before we go back to school, I could do a couple of episodes on, um, you know, getting your kids ready and prepped for the new year. Now, um, you know, don't turn off whether you've got a kid in, I don't know, year 10 or a child about to start prep. Um, I'm coming at this from both a teacher's perspective as well as a parent's perspective. So today I want to specifically talk about um, five ways to get your child ready for prep. Uh, some states might call it reception. So I'm talking the first year of school, um, and then we'll cover later uh, just that whole first day, right? Like it's pretty, it's pretty nerve wracking and intimidating for some kids on that first day of school. New teacher, new classroom, new friends. Um, now some kids just roll on into it with great confidence. Um, other children are, you know, they're personalities might be like mine, a lot more sensitive and you're being bombarded with all this kind of new environment. So, but I wanted to start off by talking about when your child first goes to prep. Now, this is regardless of if your child has done years at childcare or a year at kindy, prep is another whole ball game. And so I wanted to uh, to really unpack and give you five practical things that you could do. Uh, and if you don't have a child in prep yet, these are still things that you can start working on early. Now, the thought of our kids going back to school, I actually loved the school holidays when my kids were in primary school and even high school. I really love my kids being home, but I must say by the time it goes back in January, I'm like, okay, fuel. Excellent. Bye. Back to routine. So you might be cheering. The kids are probably rolling their eyes. My kids used to get so annoyed when we'd go to the shops and they'd see all those back to school signs. They seemed to pop up like January 1 and they'd be like, no. So anyway, 
Let's have a chat about your children that are going to school for the very first time. Now, as a prep teacher of many, many years, I can tell you that there are some really simple things that will make this transition as smooth as possible for your child, for you, and for their teacher. I take my hat off to prep teachers. I used to work in a prep to 12 school and all the high school teachers would come up to me and go, I don't know how you do it. They would watch me with my new class in those first couple of weeks and just stuff that everyone takes for granted. Preps come and they know nothing and you have to teach them everything from scratch. But I loved it. It it still is my favorite year level uh, to teach. So when your child first goes to prep, whether it's your first or your last, it really is a big deal, guys. It's a milestone moment and it can be a, it can be, um, you know, an anxious time or even a bit of a sad time uh, for you and your child, maybe more for you as the parent, um, because it's the end of a little season, right? Like my kids never did childcare, but they did do kindy. And so when my kids went off to prep for the first time, it was the first time they were away from me for the whole week full time. Now, I remember my last child Ashton going to school and I remember being really sad but you know me I tear up about anything and I remember uh, I really planned that moment though I planned that moment for myself I thought okay I'm going to drop him off and then I'm going to go and go and get a coffee I'll go treat myself now when I was in Adelaide I had a whole heap of friends that we would all go together for coffee when we first dropped our kids off but I didn't have that so much here in Queensland (laughs) anyway I remember being sad driving away for about two minutes and then all of a sudden it hit me like a bolt of lightning that I had freedom for the whole day for five hours and the sadness lasted for about a minute. And then I was like, yes, I'm going to embrace this new season. So, um, (laughs) so yeah, embrace the good. It's like every season, right? Like I, I'm probably more at the end of, um, a lot of my friends are becoming empty nesters and that's a whole new season. And I do not want to go into that season sad either. I think the best advice I was ever given from a pastor years ago was always prepare yourself now for the next season ahead. And I thought that was great advice. So my next season ahead would be my kids, um, you know, leaving home. And so I'm preparing myself that for that now so that I don't fall into a heap and a hole. I don't want to do that. I want to uh, embrace it and look at the possibilities of the new season. So here we go for five things that you can do to help make that prep transition a whole lot easier. The first one is this, and I've talked about this before, teach your child how to make friends. That is the first thing I would tell you to do. One of the biggest concerns that parents have, and I'm saying this as a teacher, the the number one thing parents would come and talk to me about would be concerns over their child's lack of friends or friendship issues at school. I mean, who wants to think of their child wandering around school on their own, right? Especially in those first days and weeks. So learning how to make friends and how to be a friend, that is a skill that we can't assume that our children have. It's a skill that we need to actively teach them. And I'm pretty sure I've spoken on this before, but a really powerful thing to do, and you can do this from when they're very young, is to actually role play how to make friends. Now, I find that kids that go to church or who are in church communities are really good at this because they've been around people their whole life. But still, 
role play with them. How do you approach someone? You know, I would teach my kids. So, hi, my name's Ashton. Would you like to play with me today? And I know that sounds kind of cringy, but that's a really powerful little tool to give your children. Uh, The other skill that they need that you should be working on from when they're very little is cooperation. You know, how to cooperate, how to be a part of a group and to get along with everybody. Guys, I am, it never ceases to amaze me even now, how many adults in church life, I will get people that will tell me, oh, I don't like this person. I don't like that person. I'm literally like, guys, what are we, five? Like adults that just, you know, I don't like that person. They sound so like a child to me when they say that. I'm like, guys, can't you just get along with everyone? Like you don't have to spend your time, all your time with everyone um, but but do we have to whinge about people? And so I think this is a skill that we can teach our children. It's like, okay, if you don't particularly like someone, don't backbite, don't whinge, don't criticize, just make them a sometimes friend and move on. Okay. Another powerful little skill. Um, so, you know, it's one skill though, to teach them to make a friend. It's a whole other skill to teach them how to keep a friend. Okay. So don't project your fears by the way, onto your child. Like if your child says that they've got no friends, uh, or they're having trouble with a friend, you know, don't say to them, Oh, that's awful. And that's so sad. And I'm going to go talk to your teacher, empower your child to fix it. All right. So teach them well to have a friend. You need to be a friend. So, um, you know, talk to them about have a, how to have a conversation. I've talked about this before the whole tennis kind of analogy that a conversation is like a ball being hit on a tennis court back and forth, back and forth. You know, there's nothing worse than a child that hogs the conversation, but there's also equally nothing worse than a child that won't speak at all. So these are all skills uh, which teach them not just how to make a friend to begin with, but how to actually keep a friend. So that's number one, teach them about that. It will really empower them and help them to enjoy their time at school. Number two, Take constant steps towards their independence before you get to prep, okay? So we take for granted that they know a bunch of things that they really might not know. And childcare and kindy are very different to school. So don't assume that because they've been to those in those environments that they know the school environment. You know, so the, I'm going to give you a bunch of things that I've experienced that children don't know when they start prep that parents might assume. And this will be really helpful for you to know because you can prepare them. For example, teach them what to eat for first break or se- and second break. Or like teach them when to eat their lunch, when to eat their snacks. They don't know that. Uh, some children, guys, I kid you not, they don't know how to unwrap food. Okay. Now, kindy and childcare is different. There are more teachers and more adults to help them. It's not that way in prep. You know, the prep teacher might not be on duty. They might go and eat in a specific area. Look, a good prep teacher will actually spend the first week with their children eating. And I used to actually stay with my kids and teach them what to eat. And I wouldn't unwrap things for them, but I would help them and I would show them how. But so many kids can't unwrap things in their lunch boxes. And very quickly, and they might have a teacher that won't do that with them, okay? They might just be sitting in an area with everyone else and there's one teacher and a hundred kids. So teach them that. Teach them to write their own name, but teach them to be able to read their own name because all their school bags look the same. So you know, they need to be able to read um, their name or put a key ring on theirs as well. That really helps them to identify it. Um, Teach them how to hold a pencil properly, guys. Don't assume that they know how. 
please teach them how to blow their own nose, okay? You've got to stop doing these things for them. There are so many kids that would be sitting there in the classroom with snot trailing down their nose. They didn't know that their nose was snotty because they always had a mum or a dad that would do it for them. Please teach them when they need to blow their nose and how to do it and where to put the tissue in the bin, Okay, not sitting on their desk. Teach them how to toilet properly in their uniform. Pop their uniform on before they go to school and just make sure that they know how to undo everything. Like boys might have a belt buckle. Um, there could be a drawstring that you've done up and then they can't undo or redo it. Or, well, you know, just little things. Just make sure that they can toilet themselves properly. Um, teach them how to look after and manage their own belongings. You know, their hat, for example, should go inside their bag. If they put it on top, I guarantee you, one of the other children will go, oh, I can't find my hat. I'll grab yours. So teach them those things, how to pack, unpack and carry their own bag. Don't carry their bag into school with them, okay, for them. You make them do that. All these little things that teach them, you know, uh, to be independent. Practice leaving them for periods of time so that they're used to it. So your aim is to make them as independent as possible without you, which means stop doing things for them um, earlier on. So start when they're three and then do less and less as they turn four and of course five. All right. Number three, help them to feel secure and safe. And I'll give you some practical ways on how to do this. But a child who feels secure and who feels safe is more confident and will do better in their first experience of school and will be less likely to experience anxiety. Okay. Now I've seen many children whose parents might excuse them as shy or nervous, but if that is your child's personality, which it was for me, you need to parent them. That is our job to help parent them to cope. My mum, she didn't give me very good strategies to help me cope with my shyness. She excused it and would tell me, oh, you're just shy. And that didn't really help me and prepare me. So help and prepare them. How can we prepare them? Well, here's some things that you can do. Have lots of conversations with them about school so they know what to expect, right? There's a lot about school that is different to kindy. And if they don't know, then they're going to be blindsided, right? Even things like how long the day is, um, you know, tell them what the day might look like, tell them about how they're going to have lessons, and then they'll have small lunch and big lunch or whatever your school calls them. Um, you know, talk to them about how the teacher might get them to line up because they might not have done that in kindy and you know, why do we do that? And I'm telling you, kids don't know how to line up when they first come to school. It's very interesting trying to teach them. Um, you know, teach them about um, how it's going to look different because there might be one teacher and maybe an, an assistant and how at school, you know, their teacher's not going to have the break with them. Their teacher's going to go off and have their own break. And where does their teacher go? And, you know, they're going to be free to play with kids on their own. They're not a supervisor. So make sure that they understand all of that. Let them know exactly where you're going to be at the end of the day. Um, waiting for them. It might be outside the classroom, but then eventually it might be in the pickup zone. So, um, or you might have a big sibling that comes to get them. So children who feel safe and secure, they're going to have much less um, chance of feeling anxious. All right. So let, let them know that it's okay to feel nervous as well. 
we often spend so much time making sure that our kids never feel uncomfortable and it's actually doing them a disservice and ultimately it makes them feel less safe and less secure. Teach them that it's okay to feel nervous in new situations. Tell them stories. Tell them about yourself, how you feel that way sometimes, starting a new job or making new friends. All right, number four, uh, teach them to advocate for themselves. This is another really important thing, okay? So teach them that they need to, um, you know, if they need something, uh, they need to advocate. They need to make sure that they know who to go to and how to go to that person. You know, in school, often children will get in trouble just for getting up out of their seat. Um, now, again, a good prep teacher will teach the kids this, but don't assume. You know, teach them things like, okay, toileting um, outside of their break time Um you know, how do they ask the teacher if they need to go? Because the teacher will tell them to go in their break, but what if they need to go in between? So teach them about putting their hand up, uh, about asking the teacher a question, um, and what to do if the teacher might take a moment. Because remember, one teacher, 25 kids. Uh, what about if they need a teacher when they're out in the yard? Teach them about how there's a teacher duty. They won't know that, right? Like that's all new things to them. So teach them where the teacher might be, um, how they have to look out for the teacher on duty, which they'll have a bag with them, which is the first aid bag, and they'll be wearing a hat and to, to go up to them and ask them a question so that you're teaching them to advocate for themselves. Just remind them that their class has a lot of kids and one teacher, so it might take time. Now, you are there to advocate for them too, okay? And that's important as well, but you don't want to swoop in for every situation. And number five, ease up on your expectations, okay? Now, many parents, when their kids are three and four, will teach them everything. They try and teach their kids absolutely, you know, they try and get ahead of the game. They teach them the alphabet and numbers and how to read. But I just want to let you know that it's okay to ease up your expectations on your child and ease up the expectation on your child's teacher. Now, as a prep teacher, you might think, oh, kudos, look at my child. They can read, they can cite the alphabet, they, they can count up to a hundred. But honestly, a lot of that is unnecessary pressure because I'm telling you, spend that time instead enjoying your child. Go easy because when they get to prep, the teacher has to teach all of that anyway. Um, and your kid is probably going to sit there bored right? Because children come to school with in all, all sorts of levels, with all sorts of abilities. There are some that can count to 100. There are some that can't count at all. There are some that know the alphabet and sight words. That there are some that don't know, you know, the letter A from the letter Z. Now, a good teacher is going to put them in groups, right? But still, it really, um, it, there is this big gap and good teachers know how to deal with that. But that gap actually lessens as the year goes on, right? Like by the end of the year, most of the children are at a similar level, give or take a couple of reading levels, but most of them will all be able to write a few sentences, read, um, etc. Okay, so, you know, your child might be able to recite the alphabet backwards before they start prep, but at the end of the year, most of them are going to be around the same level. So instead of spending that year before prep pressuring your child, spend that time 
enjoying your child, okay? Spend more time working on their character than their reading levels because that's going to benefit them much more. So ease up on your child, but also ease up on the expectations of your child's teacher. Just remember that they're one human and yes, they're going to come to love your child, but they've got 25 others to also love and get to know. So please don't be that parent who always hogs the teacher's time. I can guarantee you as a teacher, there is always one, two or three parents who are always standing there looking through the classroom window 10 minutes before you finish the day that are the first ones into the room when you open the door, the first ones taking your attention. And then there are these beautiful parents that just stand back. And and as a teacher, don't be the one that always hogs the teacher's time. Share the teacher around, okay? And a powerful way, a powerful thing you can do be involved and help. Help the um, help the teacher when the teacher asks for it. Be the be the parent that goes in and helps. Right, go in and do reading and all of that kind of stuff. All right, so there you go. There are the five things, and then there's one more thing I really want to tell you that's super important. But let me just recap. So uh, number one, teach them how to make friends. Number two, take constant steps towards independence. Number three, help them feel secure and safe. Number four, teach them to advocate for themselves. Number five, ease up on your expectations of the child and their teacher. And then I just want to add this one in at the end, guys, pray with them. If you're a Christian and, um, and you're, uh, you know, you go to church and you've got the same worldview as me. I would always pray with my children. We would pray with their dad, with Cameron, before we left for school or in the car because we'd always go together. Uh, On the way to school, we would pray. And I would always remind my children that they've got Jesus, they've got the Holy Spirit going in there with them. And even though I might not be there, they've got God and they can call on him anytime. And so teach them to rely on the most powerful source on their life, which is the Holy Spirit. Teach them that the Holy Spirit is their advocate and their counselor and is there to help them like their superhero. That's how I used to explain it. And if you're in trouble or if you need something, you can pray. Okay. And then of course, other little things you can do, leave a little sticker or a note in their lunchbox as a little surprise when they open it. So they know you're thinking of them. Um, you know, pre, 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 pre-plan a strategy for them. If they do get in trouble, make sure they know where the office is, all of those little things. So guys, I hope that that's been helpful. Just a a little quick one to start off your day, um, to start off our year, I should say, to do with um, Parenthood Fridays. And I am going to go into a little bit more about that first day of school because it's actually more important than what people realize. So anyway, have a great one, guys. Thank you uh, for coming back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. A lot of you tell me you share these episodes. And thank you for your five-star review and written reviews. I really, I really appreciate them. Have a good week and I'll see you on Wednesday. Bye.